a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. Pleasure to have you back for another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio on uh, what is sure to be a hot weekend. As many people, I guess, are going to try and sneak out for a uh, at least a four-day weekend yeah. with uh, the 4th of July coming on Tuesday. So uh, they'll sneak out of the office on Monday. Uh, I should tell everybody right now that uh, Utah's Morning News will be here Monday with uh, regular coverage, just in case you do have to head to the office. But upper 90s uh, for the next couple of days, so I know a lot of people are going to be looking to escape to the high country, and we'll talk about doing just that on today's program. But before we get to uh, what's on tap for the next two hours... I'm uh, coming to you here on this uh, recording on a Thursday, as we always do. That's right, we do. From the studios of KSL News Radio downtown at Triad Center, and Russ Smith from Skycall Satellite in studio with us. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's good to be here. I reached out to uh, Tim Ryan, and he's already <laughs> yeah he's back. he's already back at work. Uh, he had meetings, I think he set up in uh, Logan that have to do with his real job, but uh, <laughs> he didn't expect to be available to do that. Right. But, because he was going to be out yeah. in uh, on this row for ALS trek to the Hawaiian Islands. But anyway, after our conversation last week with Abel, uh, we thought we'd follow up one more time with those guys and just uh, get Tim's perspective, because I think he was at the oars when we talked to Abel uh, last week. But we'll look forward to uh, wrapping that up for you and give you a little more of an idea of what happened to the team as they decided to turn around and come back and maybe give it another shot next year or the following year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounded like all of their technology worked for them, though, which was great. Yeah, everything worked well. I, I'm just surprised they answered the phone out in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> Luckily, they did, because yeah. we were counting on having that on last week's show. Navinomskis is also back with us, uh, back in his uh, friendly confines of Kaysville, wow. at least temporarily. You don't stay there long, though, do you? No, <clears throat> just a night or two, you know, do our laundry and catch up on things. Yeah. How are things up at camp? Oh, things are beautiful. I mean, it's just been such a beautiful, you know, June. Very cool. The evenings are really lovely. The mornings are even better. But I guess the heat is coming, so yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, what do you get? You get probably a 10 or 12, 15-degree right. break up there, don't you? Yeah, at least 10. But it cools yeah. off so quickly in the evening, which is nice. I love it. I love it. There's nothing like putting on a sweatshirt and sitting by the fire. Yeah, I love the cool temps. I thought of you this week because uh, we did a story on Utah's Morning News about this temporary bridge over the Weber right there around Croydon. Uh, and that's the same 
trek that we floated a couple of years with you guys, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, no, we we didn't. We 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 put in a little below Croydon. Okay. But, but I know that bridge well. I've fished that many times, and they've been working on it. I mean, they were just really lovely when we were fishing up there, being nice to us because they're not supposed to be working on the weekends, but they did. They needed to get that fixed so they could raise the water, and they needed to raise the water. You know what we were facing. So, yeah, they got a bridge there now. Yeah, well, and it's a temporary bridge, but it's getting a lot of attention because it's so low to the water that um, many feel like and many that have tried to get around it have said, if you're a kayaker or a tuber, that it's just too low. You can't get under it. And so with the speed and the flow of the water, there was some uh, nerves about people actually getting hurt. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. And there are people who put in, well, there's those companies that have that new float, you know, and they go right through there. They put you up um, up in Hennifer and they bring you down to Morgan. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. Uh, but as you said, that bridge needed to be, the old bridge needed to be taken out. It had been there a hundred years or something they were estimating the other day. Right. So uh, just a heads up to anybody that usually goes up there. And I mention it right now because we've got these really warm temperatures that are coming. Uh, but, but we sure had fun that day just floating and not what you would expect to see a bunch of old timers <laughs> out there floating the river. But it is a nice, relaxing way to spend an afternoon anyway. Yeah, we'll be doing that again when the temperatures get up next week for sure. Yeah. Uh, you got fish bites for us this morning? Uh, I do. And we'll look forward to uh, coverage of that, of course. So uh, let, let me say this. Yeah. Um, you dads out there who feel a responsibility to let your kids catch fish or get them onto a fish so they like fishing, I know the spouse likes to see, you know, when the husband can get the kids on fish. So if you're not very good and you need some tips, I'm going to start with the basics. That's my fish bites today. All right. Great. We'll look forward to that in the next half hour. There was a story from uh, the division that I wanted to pass along just because it's one of those things that, you know, usually if there's a project or uh, if there's an emergency, if there's a, a poaching situation or something, the division will get attention. But far too uh, little do we cover stories of the regular work that they do to make sure that the fishing remains what it is here in the state of Utah. And uh, there was one such story this week uh, just released on Wednesday that uh, the Bonneville cutthroat uh, spawn wrapped up this week on Monroe Mountain down in southern Utah, an area we don't talk a lot about. But they had permanently installed a catchment, they call it, a, a setup there, at the Manning Meadow Reservoir, which is, not, is another one I don't think we've ever talked about. Uh, and they harvested eggs from the cutthroats to uh, manually fertilize them. They estimate they got 200,000 eggs harvested over a two-week time frame. And the eggs are now going to be brought to the hatcheries where the young trout will grow to a size large enough for release. Um, and these fish are used to help establish new self-sustained populations of cuts as uh, part of the uh, native trout conservation efforts and support cutthroat trout stocking in fisheries throughout the state. So nice. yeah. it's one of those things I don't think most people think about Navidowskis most of the time. Well, yeah, um, they do. I mean, we, we, have, we bear a responsibility to, you know, keep those fish going. And, you know, the incubation period is real, really critical, so that helps. And then we've learned over the years to stock them at a, a larger size rather than throw them back when they're still very juvenile, they get eaten. <laughs> so we put them in there a little larger now, and they've had better results, better success. Yeah. 
Uh, and that uh, story, by the way, with some pictures of the effort is on our Facebook page. If you just look up KSL Outdoors, make sure you put radio into that uh, search box. If you put show, you'll get Adam Eagle's uh, program, which is still great, but uh, you won't follow exactly what we're talking about here on a Saturday. We're uh, headed out to Antelope Island. Jeremy Shaw, who has been on the show with us on several occasions, is the um, Antelope Island State Park manager, and we're going to talk about being safe while you're out on the island. I'm also a little curious. I don't know about you guys, but I'm curious about what the island situation is with all of the new water. Uh, We can get a firsthand update of that when he joins us at the top of the next hour. Road tripping with the boys. We're talking historic sites in southern Utah, and I think we're going to get caught up on a hike that they took uh, just a couple of days ago, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, Chris Dallin is going to check in. Our old buddy from the yeah. uh, from the uh, search, what what would we call this group? It's been a while since we got it's together. Called our the Quest. The, the, oh, the Quest for? The Unknown, I think, or something yeah. cute like that. Let's picture a Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. He's up in Alaska and uh, had some success yesterday. I, I saw his pictures on social media. They caught some um, cod, he was telling me, and some kings up there. So uh, nice pictures, nice fish. We'll find out what his experience has been. Seems like I'm living, leaving something out. We mentioned uh, Tim Ryan from Rofer Ale. Oh, Roger Eggett, sponsor yeah. of the program. Roger Eggett from uh, Bear River Lodge will join us. So we'll look forward to that. Going to take a break here first, however. And when we come back, some news of the week. I'm going to throw this one at uh, the old Kaibo King. It's been a while since we brought that title out of uh, mothballs. But I saw this headline and I thought of you. <laughs> Meg Walter wrote this article back at the end of May, beginning of June, about how to avoid getting, and this is tongue-in-cheek, a flesh-eating bacteria from gas station bathrooms this summer. <laughs> and listed some ways to avoid bathrooms uh, and make sure you're walking into a clean environment, which I, I know was a big part of a big part of camping. Being on the road yeah. for you or being out camping. So uh, we'll do that as well. Stay with us. More of KSL Outdoors Radio coming up. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. A couple of minutes here for some news of the week. And before we uh, talk to the Kaibo King about mm-hmm. some of these recommendations on how to, spot, how to spot a good bathroom. A good, oh, yeah. You were I'm once, once going to write a book about uh, this, yeah, as I understand. But, you got busy with other things. I had to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Just something that earned yeah. some money. Uh, now you got all the time to go explore and write uh, yeah, a book. Yeah, you know, I got some good ideas on yeah. this. So, 
Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to uh, mention this because it just showed up today, which I thought was worth mentioning for hikers and mountain bikers. They're encouraging everybody to download a new app. It's called the What Three Words, What the Number Three Words app. Uh, that instead of a lengthy GPS coordinate to find you if you happen to get lost somewhere, it provides users with a three-word code to pinpoint a precise location. I know it doesn't make sense on the surface, but what they've done, uh, according to the uh, company website description, they divided the world into three-meter squares and gave each square a unique combination of three words. It's the easiest way to find and share exact locations. Uh, for example, one of Sandy's entrances to Bell Canyon Trail has a three-word combination of love, cage, arch, which zeroes in for them. And you may be saying, doesn't GPS do that? Well, it triangulates. Well, you, some people have trouble putting in coordinates. They're long numbers. Yeah. And there's there's three or four different ways to do coordinates. There's, right. another, there's, a, there's four standards. So, so this so, would make sense. Yeah, it would. It would. Love Cage Arch uh, is what it's called. The fire departments in Sandy and Draper are teaming up to install signs at trailheads with QR codes. Oh, boy. So as you, that's a big project. So as you get ready to go on that trail, you pull up or you take a picture of the QR code, which pulls up something. Yeah, I, I don't do QR codes because they don't seem to work for me for some reason. I don't understand the process. Well, this QR code, I guess, and I misunderstood this when I read through it the first time, is to encourage hikers to download the app. So that's what that's for. Oh, okay. Uh, They can quickly access the app, give the 911 center uh, what the three words are, and then that gets relayed to them. And it sounds like a lot of steps, but they somehow think this is going to be easier. They said this just gives us three simple words. Uh, we don't need to worry about if someone can't understand the latitude or longitude on a map. Well, at least at least it gets people started to the right area. I yeah. don't know if it's going to exactly pinpoint somebody because that's a wide area still that they're talking about. I'd so. like to talk to somebody that actually experienced this to see if it helped yeah. uh, in a situation. Of course, you'd have to be have to be rescued or something to find out. But yeah, what three words? The number three words is the story. All right. Uh, let's talk Kaibos here for just a minute. This is a, a funny article that was written by Meg Walter, I think, the last day of May. And I've been holding on to it, waiting for an opportunity to talk to you about it. Uh, just she was worried about uh, being able to, to know for sure whether you're getting into a sticky, and that's probably a bad word, sticky situation with a restroom along your travels. Yeah. Uh, she said, avoid, and I want to see if you uh, agree with this, avoid any restroom that requires a key to a separate entrance around the side of the building. Sometimes you don't have a choice. True. That would not be my first choice. True. But, yeah, they're usually. She says the adage out of sight, out of mind uh, was no doubt coined by someone who had yeah. just used one of these outside entrance well, water closets. <laughs> well, well, I would, I would never use one that doesn't have a key on the outside. You think about it. At least it's locked and and somebody has to come get a key. But she does make the point, too, there's nothing filthier on earth probably than the key they hand you to well, go <laughs> put it yeah, in the door. You know, that's, that was always funny that we were protecting ourselves so much from COVID, but nobody cleaned the handles or anything, public yeah. stuff. Yeah. This might seem counterintuitive, but she says yeah. if there's a cleaning time signature sheet, <laughs> they're hiding something. Yeah, they, well, it's a joke, yeah. She says if someone that should be obvious has to be stated that uh, that thing is not what it claims to be like, if someone has to follow a statement yeah. with 
that was a joke, then the joke wasn't funny. If a bathroom has a cleaning checklist with signatures and timestamps on the door, that bathroom isn't clean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, perfumey air fresheners. She says a clean bathroom should smell of bleach and cleaning products. It should not smell of aerosol imitation lilacs with overtones, overtones of filth. Well, depends on where you're at. I mean, you know, an outhouse is not... You're not going to have a spray. But again, that's one of those situations yeah, where yeah. what are your options yeah. at that point? And then finally, bigger is better. And she talks oh, about, yeah. she talks yeah. about you know, the Maverick locations yeah. that we're blessed with here that yeah. have big bathrooms that are always clean yeah. and They're you excellent. can grab a drink or a hot dog or a sandwich, whatever you need. I, I The name of the, the company, I, I just don't remember, but back east or not in, in the south in Texas, there's a there's these huge gas stations. And is, they, it, is it Bucky's? Bucky's. Yeah, and I I didn't even have time to count all the stalls. Yeah, and they always have a person in there cleaning all the time. Cleaning. Oh yeah, they're, they're pretty nice. Loves truck stops are always clean, and a lot of the the rest areas. I I have stayed away from rest areas my whole life till I went through Texas. They're, they're like pretty good, huh? Yeah, they're, they're, they look like you're going in a church when you get there. I mean, is <laughs> they're just beautiful, Bucky's. It's funny. Somebody brought me uh, candied almonds. I think this yeah. morning from Bucky's yeah, off of their yeah, road trip. But yeah. it's like going to a, spot. A, a a bass fisherman shop or something that no, has become a tourist spot it's of its really own. Nice. One one hot tip. Yeah, traveling through through country, especially especially small cities, small counties. Just go to the county courthouse. Really, you just walk right in, and they have public restrooms, and they're really clean. I'm so, not going to tell you where I don't want everybody to Sounds like you have experience there, at this. Well, you know, when you got to go, you got to go, you know. <laughs> we need to break. We'll uh, come right. back. Tim Ryan's checking in with us, the Row 4 ALS guys. We'll find out more about why they came home early next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.